Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Hello and welcome to another edition of Going Greyhounds. What a Saturday night it was down at the Meadows. We were well represented here in New South Wales by a number of dogs in the big group ones. And the highlight, of course, was Line of Quality's brilliant second behind Gypsy Wyong in the Zoom top. Stanley Road, terrific performance. He finished in fourth placing. Jungle Juice, he was probably the headline act going into the program. From the inside, he was a touch slow to begin. And from there, he was never really able to get into the race. He ended up finishing it in fourth and then zipping Kyrgios in the Temley. He drew box five outside the eventual winner, Aston Rupee. He was slow to begin, got in trouble at the first corner. And he finished it off nicely late, but was never really a winning chance. Uh, but we do congratulate all the New South Wales representatives in the group ones at the Meadows on Saturday night. Back home here, the highlight of the week was the Bulleye Cup heats on Sunday. We'll be joined by some of those trainers who have runners qualified for this Sunday night's final. She's a pearl last Wednesday at Wentworth Park. What a terrific performance by her. Very fast time. She's a star. And uh, we'll have a chat to her owner, Joe Lanuti. And and this week is, is certainly the, the, the building block to what's going to be a big couple of months here in New South Wales. We've got the Bulleye Cup this week. And then just around the corner, we have the Middle Distance Championship uh, at Dubbo, along with also the Tamora Cup, the Maitland Cup. And then following all of that, we get into the big group ones at Wentworth Park, highlighted by the Golden Easter Egg Carnival and the first million-dollar chase of 2022 in May. It's going to be a big show this morning. We'll go to a quick break. On the other side, we'll chat with the trainer of Mickey Doo, Mark Davidson. Don't miss the English Premier Yilling Sale, the source of recent star gallopers, Nature Strip, Ole Kirk, Mask Crusader, Senna and Elaine, and Gitra. Sale is at Oakland's on February 27 and 28 and March 1. Catalogue available now at inglis.com.au. Catch every game of the biggest NBL season yet. Oh my goodness! NBA legend Matthew Dellavedova returns home. Plus, watch out for rising stars Usman Diang and Kai Soto. Watch every game live on ESPN with KO. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. And they're racing now, and Mickey Do he was only out fairly, beginning fast. Poppy Jack straight to the early lead from Crowd to Dazzled and Zipping Eve. There's Mickey Do going around the outside. Next came Brian Griffin, well back Rockstar New Bowl, check last wicked flash to the home turn and Mickey Do moved up now, joined Poppy Jack who digs in for the fight to the outside crowds are dazzled, it's Mickey Do from Poppy Jack and crowds are dazzled Mickey Do clear the favourite and Mickey Do won three quarters Poppy Jack, third crowds are dazzled and fourth getting home wide out zipping Eve. There we had Mickey Do winning his heat of the Bulleye Gold Cup on Sunday night. We're joined by his trainer Mark Davidson now. Good morning to you Mark yeah, good morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Firstly, a big congratulations on his on his heat win the other night. You must have been very pleased with how he performed. Yeah, yeah, we we're very happy. It's um, yeah, we wanted to go out of the boxes early on the week, but it just didn't happen. And uh, it was good to see him just come out and and do what he had to do. Um, and yeah, it was a good run. Yeah, it was obviously that that race of his where he was going to take on Wow last week. Uh, unfortunately, was abandoned. Did that leave you then with some trepidation going into Sunday night with having missed that run? Yeah, a little bit. I, I like to, you know, having come out of the boxes, um, he, he missed the kick from the 400. So we, we were a little bit worried that uh, what he'd do. 
Um, and you don't want to be missing him ever, really, but especially in these type of races. Um, but he come out okay, and, and there's probably room for improvement, being that was his first 470 or anything over 400 in, in four months. Yeah, for sure. I, I was I was reading an article prior to the heats that he's you think he's come back uh, two to three uh, two to three tenths quicker since having an in- injury. Can you just touch on on the injury that he did have and and what you think the improvement has come down to? Yeah, he he, he just suffered a, a hairline fracture of the hock uh, when he went down for the Melbourne Cup. Uh, for the prelude, uh, so we had him X-rayed, and it just showed up that yeah, there was a hairline there, and so we brought him home, and he was out for three months, um, and come back, and and since he's come back, he's he's probably matured, you know, very well now, and uh, all these trials, he, he's gone, you know, a couple of tenths quicker, which was really good to see. You know, you're always worried about the pock injuries, but uh, so far it stood up, and and he's continued, and he's just just a, a more settled dog now. Yeah, and that's that's always an advantage when they are settled. Going forward to this Sunday night, he's drawn the outside. For you, is that a positive or a negative? Oh, look, yeah, ideally in these finals, you want to be drawn on the fence. Um, at least there's nothing outside of him, but it, he's going to have to do everything you know, spot on because you don't want to be getting half a length behind going into the turn and getting posted out wide. There's, there's two leaders look to be in the race and then you've got six dogs that all run pretty much the same section. So it's going to be tough. Um, he's going to want a bit of luck, but he's going to have to you know, nail the start and, and try and put himself into it straight away because you, you're not going to run any of these dogs down. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess if there's there's one advantage, it's the fact that Wow is the one that's drawn to your immediate inside. So in an ideal world, he'll give you a beautiful run across. Yeah, I think so. He, he normally goes straight and, and Mickey will go straight. Uh, I think On the Rocks is in the sixth there, which looks the, looks the likely leader with Poppy Jack. So if if we can just sit on, on, on his shoulder, um, then, yeah, hopefully we're in it and just hope that, that they get through that first turn down there, you know, without any scrimmages and he's got his momentum up. Um, and then it's going to be a good run to the line because, as I say, they're all strong. Um, so you've got the six dogs other than your two leaders who, if they get out in front too far and we're scrimmaging behind, they they could pinch it. And otherwise, we're, there's going to be six swooping. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be a heck of a race there. On, say, Sunday night, he's owned by uh, Luke Murrell from Australian Bloodstock. Plenty of owners in him. How have those guys been? I could imagine they're being pretty excited. Yeah, yeah, they're a great bunch of blokes. It's um, you know they they normally travel around a bit. They travel to Queensland with the with the other bitch they had. Let's see, and um, they have their own little uh, group chat. I think, and they all like, get on there and have a chat. So, look, it, it's great. It's this is their second dog uh, that they've been in with with us, and and both of them made group finals now. So. They've they've been spoiled a little bit, but they're they're really enjoying it. Yeah, it's a nice strike rate to have, isn't it? it? It is, yes. Well, good luck on Sunday night. I'm I'm sure he's not there just making up the numbers. If he can step cleanly, get a good run, I'm sure he'll be in the finish. So good luck to you, Mark, with Mickey Do in the Bulleye Cup on Sunday night. Thanks very much, mate. Cheers. There we have Mark Davidson talking about his greyhound, Mickey Do, who will be in the Bulleye Cup this Sunday night. We'll head for a quick break. On the other side, we chat with Jason Magri, who trains Zipping Conway. Shh. Can you hear that? Hang on. Here it comes. The new Kia Nero has landed. Available as a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, and full electric. 
It's Australia's broadest electric SUV range. Technology moves fast. Meet three ways to catch up. The new Kia Nero electric SUV range. Check with your local Kia dealer for details. Kia, movement that inspires. Very funny, guys. <laughs> oh, come on, mate. Let me in the car. Get in! <laughs> While Harry's locked out, Tab's locking in their best prices possible on a tote win bet. Activate the lock on the Tab app, and if the fixed odds starting price is better when your horse wins, you'll get the difference in cash. And if your horse doesn't win, or the tote price is higher, you can use the lock yep, again. Yep, real fun. Tab, long may we play. Excludes WA residents. Available once per day on eligible online bets. Max odds difference payout $100. TNC's a website. Gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at 1-800-858-858. Form Guide, brought to you by Tabs The Lock. Activate to get Tabs' best starting price, guaranteed. TNC Supply, gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. Graham White's love of the horse. Grandfather, my father, my brother. Uh, we've all been involved with horses, my uncles. I was only about 17 I started riding. Always liked the horses. I've had a few different roles in the horse industry. Um, I've been a jockey manager. I drove harness racing horses for years and years. We used to have a horse stud. So, yeah, it's um, been intense in me for a long time. And uh, now I'm doing something that I love with Sky. 11am Monday on Racing HQ. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. And they're off down, beginning quickly. Ziggy Star out of box three, leads it early, but Zipping Conway goes right with her. Up into third, placing a length away. Castle Warrior, fourth, Fantastic Raven. Fernando Hunter was going for a gap in the middle, got chopped out of it. Smart Fernando around the outside on the bus at the tail. At the home turn, it's Zipping Conway getting a little wide. He leads at three quarters. Castle Warrior's a danger the outside. It's Zipping Conway from Castle Warrior. Zipping Conway kicks strongly. Zipping Conway beat Castle Warrior. Third, Ziggy Star, photo Finish fourth, our wide Fernando Hunter getting home with Smart Fernando on the on the bus. Not much between the three. Like- there we have Zipping Conway winning his heat of the Bulleye Cup. It was the fastest of the three heats there on Sunday night when joined by his trainer now, Jason Magri. Good morning to you, Jason. Yeah, good morning, Matt. Zipping Conway, he was outstanding, winning his heat there on Sunday night, wasn't he? Yeah, he went nice. He done what he had to do, so screwed to the final now, so it's all up to him. Yeah, for sure, and he loves it down at Bulleye. I think that was his fifth start at the track for, for four wins and a placing. Have you found that he's a, he just prefers the one-turn tracks as opposed to the two turns of Wentworth Park? Yeah, well, that's what it looks like. Um, seems like he's a better one-turn dog to me. Um, he does go good at winning and trolls, but just on race night there with the kennel block and hearing the lure and that just, he gets too worked up and he, he blows the start there all the time and he just doesn't show his best belt when he at all. Sunday night, you've drawn down in box number three. When the, the box draw was done, what were your first thoughts regarding that inside box? Yeah, I, I didn't mind it. Um, I always I'd said to myself, closer to the fence, the better for him. So I think the draw was all right. So just up to him and... He gets luck and running and that, so that's still going to be a very hard race to win. Yeah, absolutely. And, of of course, Wow will most likely jump favourite in the race. He, I'm sure you consider him one of the, the, the strongest dangers. Who else uh, do you look at as, as being the toughest to beat there on Sunday night? Oh, yeah, Wow for sure. Like, been in multiple group races and, and he's won, won a few too, so... He's the class dog of the series, and so he should be. And 
There's a couple of other dogs there too. So Castle Warriors got a bit of zip. He'll, he'll be there prominent and they'll, they'll be all pushing for the lead anyway. So there's a few chances in the road. Yeah, absolutely. There is. It looks a, a really good Bulleye Cup this year. As far as going forward past the Bulleye Cup, have you got any races on the agenda for him post Bulleye? Oh, I just want to keep him on the one-turn track for another month or so. Just probably go to Maitland with him for the Cup and then go into the Carnival in Sydney at Easter Egg time with him again and have another crack there in town. But no great plans with him. Yep, so Maitland, and then hopefully when he does come back to, to Wendy Park, he can he can put it all all together, and, and I'm sure if he does, he'll be riding those big races like the Easter Egg and Million Dollar Chase going forward. Also, his brother's Zip in Kansas. I've noticed his last couple of starts, you've stepped up, stepped him up to the, the 618. Uh, a question on both of them, Conway and Kansas. Do you, do you think both of them in time will get over distance or more zip in Kansas is the one that'll that'll eventually be the the one that gets over a trip? Oh, Conway, I, I doubt it. Um, I just think he'll be a, a 500-metre dog personally. Um, Kansas, yeah, I'm pushing pushing forward now to try to get him up in, up to 700. Um, I think he will run it. That, that's my opinion on the dog, so... Um, he showed what he can do at Richmond last night. He, he just missed out on the record there by like, like half a length or something. So if he can run the 700 out, it could be not, nice times ahead for him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And is a, is a race like the Dubbo Country Championship on his agenda or, or are you going to avoid the 600 now and just go straight to 700? Um, I, I want to try to get a 700 in him in, in the next couple of weeks if I can and then I'll make the decision up then which way we're going to head with him or go back to six or just hold him up in the 700s. Might have to go to Melbourne racing down there to win a couple of 700s. There's, there's a few few options with him still. Yeah, I guess that's a that's a, a good thing to, to have if there's there is options there for him. And I guess long-term, if he does turn out to to, to relish the 700, a, a race like the 715 at the Gardens would be right on to his agenda uh, being a half a million dollar staying race. Yeah, true. Like the the money's there at the at the track. It's not one of my favourite tracks, but if you have to go for it, you're gonna have to go for it. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, for sure. And it's not every day a half a million dollar race uh pops up in pretty much on your doorstep. No, it's not. It's it's diabolical now the money what's on offer for Greyhound racing. Every week there's a good money race on. You just you just got to pick and choose which ones you want to go for. Really, if you got the dog, so that's all you can do now. Yeah, exactly. Well, good luck on Sunday. I'm sure Zipping Conway, if he can put it all together, get the luck at the right time, he'll be right there in the finish late. So the best of luck to you in connections on Sunday night in the Bulleye Cup with Zipping Conway. No, nice. thank you, Matt. Thanks for having me on. No problem. There's Jason Magri, the trainer of Zipping Conway, touching on him and his chance in the Bulleye Cup this week and also his brother Zipping Kansas, who's likely to be seen over the 700 in the next couple of weeks. We'll head for another quick break. On the other side, we chat with Joe Lanuti. Catalogs available now for the 2022 Nutrien Equine Yearling Sales. Presenting Australia's best standard bred horses. 
with the Sydney sale set to take place on the 20th of February 2022 at Inglis Riverside Stables Warwick Farm. Featuring 110 quality yearlings, don't miss your opportunity to be part of the Nutrien experience. Order your catalogue today. For more details, visit nutrienequine.com.au. Be a mate. Nominate for the 2022 Stud and Stable Staff Awards. These awards are your opportunity to recognise and reward an individual's outstanding commitment to the thoroughbred industry. If you have someone that you would like to nominate, please visit studandstablestaffawards.com.au. Nominations are now open. Be a mate. Nominate. Get ready to meet your muse with the all-new Kia Sportage medium SUV. We unleashed our imagination to give you dominating presence and commanding luxury. The Kia Sportage has a strikingly sculpted exterior and soft-touch leather interior. SUVs, meet your master. To find out more, visit kia.com.au or head to your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. And they're racing, and she jumped okay. She's a pearl out quickly, zipping Pearson down on the inside, but she's a pearl. will carve over, and she accelerates away into the first turn. She's a pearl. She opened up three on zipping Pearson and zipping Sapporo. They're followed by Sonic Oak. Next, Richard on a flighty Fernando, and last Stanley keeping off the back. And look at this. She's a pearl. Gap them. Put up eight links quickly on zipping Sapporo into a clear second, but it is all She's a pearl, and she has run them into the ground. A Dominant win. She's a pearl by five on zipping Sapporo. Third zipping Pearson. Fourth. There we had a brilliant She's a Pearl winning at Wentworth Park last week. We're joined by her owner, Joe Lanuti. Good morning to you, Joe. G'day, Matt. G'day, listeners. How are you, Matt? Yeah, I'm not too bad. You must have been utterly thrilled with her performance last week. Yeah, she went super. The, the boys are up and about. Uh, plenty of photos going around and your call was fantastic. Well done, Matt. We uh, we really enjoyed that. She picked the most impressive part. She got home in 72, so she's found a little bit of strength, a length or two there at the back end, which is uh, which could be the key come some of these bigger races moving forward. Yeah, for sure, and isn't that an understatement? The boys up and about. I know Mark Patch and, and Jace were, were very, very pleased post-race. That was what I wanted to touch on. She... She's always had that early pace. She probably didn't jump as brilliantly as what she can do, even though she jumped well last week. She's still got that acceleration, but I thought with it being her first run for for about a month or so, I was kind of expecting her to get a little bit tired, but she was still strong through the line. So that's that's a very positive sign going forward. Yeah, I agree completely. She'd only had since she got injured in the security, she only had a, a three fifty at Goulburn and a post to post at Wenny. So. Um, yeah, we, we thought the same thing, but she really powered through the line. It was fantastic. I don't think she nailed the start at all either, Matt. I, she went 5.44, which, don't get me wrong, still moving, but she's definitely a 5.30-something bitch early. If she can uh, if she can regain that and get back into the 5.30s and, and maintain that strength, well, oh, wow. So, yeah, 20, you're running 29.4, puts you in any race. And, um, yeah, just very excited, really happy for the owners, you know, they... They've stuck with us, and a couple of the new guys jumped into her, and it's, uh, it's going to be a pretty good ride, I reckon. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be. The thing that's she's so foolproof in that she's generally a very clean beginner, but then she's got that acceleration, like you said. She runs the 
the five thirty odds, and that's going to lead most races. And in the in the big group ones, if if you can jump and find the front, a lot of times there is some trouble uh, behind. So if you're out in front and av- avoiding that trouble, it, it can hold you in good stead. And I'm sure there's a big race in her. What's the plans for her going forward? I, I see she's in tomorrow night in a in what must be said a pretty winnable race for her. But long term, what race is on the horizon for her? Yeah, her, her immediate target was going to be the Richmond Oaks, but obviously that's off now with Richmond closing for a, a little bit of time. So had to reassess. Um, there are a few things on the table, I suppose. You get some more cups, your Maitland Cup. Uh, looks too difficult to take. We were looking at, at the Perth Cup for a couple of greyhounds potentially, but with flights, etc. And if you happen to make that Perth Cup final, it's a week prior to the Golden Easter Egg Heat. So it's really a congested calendar. So I just think um, I think the Lords are pretty keen just to, to stick around a Wenny at the moment. And the Golden Easter Egg, well, I'm assuming, is only about five weeks away, I think, this Saturday, around that anyway. So while she's going well there, I reckon that um, probably stay there, got the egg, the MDC, and uh, plenty more moving forward. So uh, I think that's the immediate plan. Yeah, it's a, it's a good time to have a greyhound in form, and it's quite scary to think off her performance last week with you saying she hadn't done a lot leading into that, uh, the more racing she does, the better she's going to be. So it's it's a scary proposition what she can do uh, in the next few weeks, that's for sure. Yeah, couldn't agree more. So as you said, with tomorrow as well, uh, tomorrow night, it's a race where she can be quite competitive. Uh, she's drawn underneath Fernando's glory at first look, which she's a bitch that has pace, but generally wants to run straight, if not take a step to the right. So Gives us enough room. I think Zipping Sapporo's in four. She's absolutely flying right now. Um, but hopefully we can just get a bit of a break on her and if we can sort of put three or four on her up the back. We, uh, I think we're a fair winning chance there. And um, then bring on the... Yeah, you've got to take on the very best dogs, Matt. But, you know, I think off the back of that run last week, she's probably earned the right to, to be competitive in, in some of those feature races and uh, may as well have a crack at the stump. Yeah, absolutely. I think tomorrow night she's she could put three or four on Zipping Sapporo going to the the first corner from that draw. She she looks like she'll win that, that race. Um, and it's pro- it's probably a time in New South Wales. There's outside of perhaps Jungle Juice, who who might be more a six hundred dog. There's we're probably lacking a genuine superstar. So the mantle's there for someone to take and. And she might be that greyhound, particularly if she she improves and she can lower that twenty nine forty seven down to mid twenty nine thirties. It's going to put her into all those big races. I just want to touch on Bandit Ned a little bit. I wouldn't say disappointing. The other night he missed the start and then had no luck at all. Do you feel like he's getting to a stage where he wants a little bit further? Yeah, that's the approach from the camp. That's the next step. He's uh, he's going to go and have a couple of. Um... 600s in preparation for the the country classic at Dubbo and see if we can make that. Uh, we'll probably um, we'll probably head to Tamora for to qualify well, to attempt to qualify where the best eight there. If you're on the top four, you can make the semis at Dubbo. So yeah, definitely he, he's going to get his opportunity to step up to 600 or the 570, but it's a pretty tough run at Tamora, Matt, and and see where his future lies, whether it's over a bit further or we come back. But 125k carrot, I think everybody's heading to Dubbo. Yeah, I, th- I think they are too. I'll be there. I can't wait. It's going to be a, a terrific series. And I'm sure if, if he does run 600, he'll, he will be right in that race. Have you got any update on, on others that are that are in your team? Um, well, we've got a young pup called Sacred Stance, 
Uh, he's come up from Tasmania. He's uh, it, we're just let, letting him settle in. Uh, the Lords don't rush anything. He's a nice young pup. He's, he's only had ten starts, so uh, we'll just sort of let him guide us. There's, there's plenty of races uh, on the horizon for a greyhound like him. You know, new sensations and puppy classics and races like that. So, um, but certainly won't rush him. He'll let us know where he's at. Uh, Pearl, Ned, and then there's a few youngsters coming through. We're looking now to pull the trigger this week on a, a young dog for the Magic Maiden who we think will be pretty competitive. So if there's anyone out there, Matt, that wants to run a, a race, a, a Magic Maiden dog with, with the Battlers, uh, just yell out and give us, the, give us the call. So we might be able to try in a greyhound. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a very good advertisement there. And with your track record that you've had with, with greyhounds over the, the journey, people would be... Silly not to get involved, and I suggest if you do, contact Joe from Greyhounds HQ. I'm sure you'll be finding a winner. Well, Joe, good luck, firstly, with She's a Pearl tomorrow night, and then, of course, with her, Bandit Ned, uh, going forward. It's uh, a very big few months in Greyhound racing in New South Wales, and I'm sure you're going to be well represented by both of those Greyhounds. So good luck to you, and, and we'll chat soon, eh? Thanks very much. Uh, thanks very much, Matt. And also, just a quick shout-out to the lads giving some money away to charity with the She's a Pearl Prize money. Uh, that shouldn't be understated. That's a fantastic thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. And for those that don't know, Mark Olmos and Jason Adams, who are part owners, they both work here at Sky Racing, uh, donating half of their prize money that she earns over her career to charity. I think the, the Red Nose charity and Beyond Blue, I think, were the two... Spot on. Off, off the top of my head, so yeah, it's a it's a it's a wonderful thing that that, that both of those those guys are doing. I know Mark said he doesn't have a great pers- like high percentage in her, but still to 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 do that is 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 quite a phenomenal thing to do, and so it just makes you cheer that little bit harder for her throughout one her other, career. Yeah, one other charity thing, Matt, very quickly. Clay Mawson contacted me yesterday, uh, owner of Jungle Deuce, and. Uh, when we went through the battle to make the Phoenix through the voting system, we were going to donate a portion to Gotcha for Life, Gus Warland. Um, and, and Clay called me yesterday and uh, he wanted the contact details because they want to donate some money to that charity, which I think is absolutely fantastic. So a shout out to that crew. Uh, it really means a lot for that charity to raise the money for ground racing. So thank you so much. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I definitely second that as well. Clay's had a, a very big month. So to to be thinking of others in that time where I suppose you can just be uh, celebrating your own achievements is is unreal. So thank you and and good luck to you, Joe, over the few over the next few weeks. Thanks, thanks, Matt. Take care. There we have Joe Lanuti talking about his couple of runners, She's a Pearl and Bandit Ned. We've got a big week and a big month coming up. Oz Cup heats this Saturday at the Meadows, the Bulleye Cup on Sunday and the Tamora Cup just around the corner on March 6th. That wraps it up on Going Greyhounds this morning. Have a great week and many winners.